in the name of Jesus, Father, we pray for the power. Praise God, praise God. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. Right away, we're going to be praying for the nation of Nepal. Um, Nepal is uh, referred to as the official public Democratic Republic of Nepal, hallelujah. And is a South Asian country. We're gonna be praying for Nepal at this time. Nepal is also one of those countries that um, you can also assume is almost like India. We're gonna be praying for Nepal, praying for her leadership, praying for everyone who makes decisions in the nation of Nepal, that their decisions are decisions that favor the righteous cause of the gospel and that allows for the righteousness of God to reign in the nation with Lord. I'm gonna pray that many more ministers of the gospel are springing up in the nation of Nepal. Many more people, you know, coming to the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ and are confident of the gospel, boldly preaching it, hallelujah, boldly telling another person, one another, hallelujah, boldly, from city to city, they're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. 
that those who haven't heard it before, they will hear it in the nation of Nepal. That at the end of time, nobody in the nation of Nepal will say they didn't hear the gospel. Hallelujah. We also pray for the youths in the nation of Nepal that this ones, the wisdom of God is at work in them. Praise the Lord. And we're also going to pray against the um, the idolatry in the nation. We're going to cut it down permanently that these ones will only serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And every spirit of idolatry is cut down in the nation of Nepal. Let us begin to pray even at this time. Man take it, Labrahashtu. Oh, 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, who would like to round off the prayer for Nepal at this time? And you raise your hands. Okay. Um, Sister Amara Chief, can you unmute yourself from your end? Thank you for the opportunity, Ma. And thank you, everyone, for this opportunity. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we give you all the praise for you are faithful. Thank you for the country of Nepal. 
and thank you for the for the prime minister for the president of god we give you thanks for you mean well for nepal and we pray using her as a point of contact by dara david mahandari we pray that the wisdom of god is upon you and everyone in nepal is full of the wisdom of god there is salvation upon nepal every soul is saved for jesus christ and the name of jesus christ is named upon nepal in the mighty name of jesus christ mm -hmm. our father we so much for every soul i will thank you so much for the life of men in that country father we thank you for you mean well for that nation and even men have hijacked the economy now by the authority in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth who free Nepal from every plot of the evil men to bring them into poverty. We decree mm -hmm. them free from poverty in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Our God, for you are so good for us. And as well, you plan for Nepal for good. And as a result, we pray for every sick person in that nation. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Latte, Bakazida, Lozikata, Yikamashada, Mandelebos, Bedova, Dita, Kasita, Labaziga, Yetamazigra. We pray for their healing. We claim their healings of God for them. Mystery angels of healing upon them. And we decree, mm -hmm. yes. That they are saved completely. Yes, as they receive their healing, they are serving you sincerely with all their heart. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray, Lata Masokolo, for the Church of Jesus Christ in Nabal. Rata lebo sadala, hetale krasha talamande, orate lebo sovrekitale kalara. The church is marching forth. Every single soul, every member of the body of Christ. They are strengthened uh, in their faith. Uh, they are strengthened. Uh, stand forward by preaching this gospel to the core, sharing it like never before. And souls are uh, well uh, 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 rushing into the kingdom like never before. And like the name of Jesus Christ. So thank you for every law that has ever been hurriedly carried on in that nation as a result of the COVID fiasco. Father, by the authority in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we nullify it all and decree none of them stands anymore. The word of God is ruling over the nation of Napa. And local brothers, our Father, we decree. Thank you for years we ask. Before we ask, we've already said we should ask and we know and you plan to answer. Thank you for answered prayers. And Father, we thank you for yes, it is well with Nepal. We decree mm. Nepal Jesus Christ. And we affirm the Lordship of Jesus over Nepal. And we decree them free, serving you sincerely, enjoying the goodness of God in the land. Everyone, mm. they are all for Christ. No soul will left. Yes, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank mm. you for answered prayers. We are grateful to you. And we cut off every evil influence over Nepal. We decree mm -hmm. none of them stands again. Their procedure, they proceed no further. We put an end to all their manipulations and all their influences. And we decree that there is peace in Nepal. And Nepal is never a place for experiment of any sort, but of only the glory of God rules and reign. Thank you, Father, for Nepal is free. Thank you, Father, for Nepal is safe. Thank you for peace in Nepal. Thank you for answered prayers. For we pray with thanksgiving in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. 
Praise God, praise God. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Tamarachi. Malikusta Fradiga Hashti. Lagados the Inglagados Takaba Shatakabaya. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to be declaring right now concerning the nation of Nepal. You know, one of the things that caught my attention is mother and motherland are greater than heaven, is the motto of the nation. That's a form of idolatry and deep deception. As we declare right now, we're also going to pray against that. Father, we pray and we thank you for all men in the nation of Nepal. And we pray for the president, President Bidaya Devi Ban Bahadari. And we use her as a point of contact to all those who are in authority in the nation of Nepal. We ask, Father, that you will pour out your spirit of salvation upon the country, bringing many to salvation in Nepal and to the knowledge of the truth. Father, let your kingdom come upon Nepal and the name of Jesus be named upon and glorified in Nepal. They lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty in Nepal. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we rebuke and we restrain every force of evil in Nepal. We rebuke you, evil spirits of anarchy, violence, deception, war. Child marriages. Violence against women and children. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we cut out Satan and his demons of darkness from Nepal. And we bring in the ministry of angels. The kingdom of God is come upon Nepal and the will of God is done. Good triumphs over evil in Nepal and righteousness prevails. Yes, Lord, you love Nepal and you have planned good for them. You filled Nepal with your goodness. Even though evil men have hijacked economies of nations and put them in poverty. Now we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that such men and women responsible for creating poverty in the nations, men and women who have hijacked the financial systems of Nepal and created poverty. With the deep poverty that they have created in the nation of Nepal. As a result of their greed, selfishness, and evil works, in the name of Jesus, we free the financial systems of Nepal. From these dubious men and women, we free Nepal from terrible economic policies orchestrated by these people that have bound them and kept them in poverty. We declare that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, these evil people proceed no further. We cut them off permanently. We frustrate their evil plans and we diminish their resources. We cut off their influences and power to control the nation of Nepal for their selfish ends. We free Nepal from fear and we proclaim deliverance for her leaders and her people. We declare in the name of the Lord Jesus that Nepal is free to enjoy the goodness of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we repeal, we counsel, and we abrogate every unjust and evil law passed in parliament or by decree in, La in Nepal. Only laws that are to the benefit of the people in consistency with the righteousness of God. Only such law stands in the name of Jesus. 
We declare that every draconian law horridly and secretly passed during the COVID-19 fiasco to perpetrate the planned evil, they are cut down in the name of the Lord Jesus. And every other evil and draconian law that is in, op that, that, that is in operation in the nation of Nepal, we cut it down in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, brother We pray for all who are sick in Nepal. We receive grace and mercy for them, and we declare that the love of God prevails in their behalf, and the healing power of God overwhelms them, and they are restored to wholeness, and they come to know the love of God and His salvation such that they serve God with their lives in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Righteousness floods Nepal in the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray for the church of Jesus Christ in Nepal. We pray for ministers of the gospel and Christians they lead in Nepal. We declare that they are strong in faith, giving glory to God. They are filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. They are bold, fearless, and courageous. They are not terrified by their adversaries, but are forceful in advancing the cause of the gospel and the kingdom. They are filled with the knowledge of God's will, discerning the end times. We pray for those being persecuted, that they be delivered from wicked and unreasonable men in Nepal. Yes, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we cut down every form of wickedness in the Yes, we decree that the name of Jesus is named upon Nepal and they are delivered from every form of religious violence and conflict. We come against every violence, against women, and the girl, child, and children in the country of Nepal, we cut off that spirit of child marriages, which has led to the alarming rates of marital and infant mortality, and fistular diseases, and every other form of disease associated with this practice. We pray for the president and our cabinet that the spirit of God comes upon them. We cut down the alarming corruption and poverty in the nation. Yes, we free Nepal from idolatry forever. And the moral decadence, domestic violence, the incessant rapes, the evil and wicked demonic acts against women left from the Frekida Bradagaba Yes, the people of Nepal come to the light of the revelation of the word of God. Nepal belongs to Jesus. Yes, because we have taken Nepal for Jesus. Righteousness prevails over Nepal. Yes, Jesus is Lord over Nepal, over the citizenry, over every state, over every community. Over every boy, every girl, every woman, every man. Yes, Nepal is for Jesus. Yes, and the name of Jesus is noised abroad. In Nepal, in her city centers, Yes, the song Jesus is sung in her capital. Thank you, Father. We worship you. We adore your holy name, God. 
We praise you, O God. Yes, because Nepal has been transformed forever from this day forward. Leto legizo mondo flegiza brada gabaya. Lero kondo frika dashta akta sakaradera desa akta. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray that every cabinet member that makes it difficult for the president be dire the be behind to rule or to take decisions. Every cabinet member that has continually proven difficult, we remove them from that cabinet in the name of Jesus. And we put the people that will help her make the right decisions, that will help her rule effectively in the name of the Lord Jesus. All those oppressors within her cabinet, we cut them off permanently. And they lose their seats in politics, in the House of Rep, in the Senate. They lose their seats in the judiciary. They lose their seats in our cabinet permanently forever in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the right people, they come to her right now to join her, to make Nepal a nation prosperous and full of the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, precious Father, for in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, good night, depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time. You're welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Stamaka for the opportunity to lead the saints of God in this time of intercessory prayer for the nation of Nepal. Nepal will never remain the same again. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Sister Marachi, for those words you declared in rounding up the prayer for Lapan. Hallelujah. Right away, we're going into a session of praise and worship, after which we'll be going into the Rhapsody of Reality segment. Hallelujah. Over to you, dear Sister Harriet. Can you unmute yourself? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, everyone, depending on where you're connected from this morning. Thank you so much, Pastor Debbie, for that powerful session of prayers. Thank you, Sister Maka, for the opportunity to lead God's people in worship this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. Bali Kasuta Kalamandi Barokosia. Just lift up your hands and bless the name of the Lord. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our worship. He deserves the lifting up of our hands. Oh, Father, we bless you. We thank you. Glory to your name, O God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord. My God, how powerful is your name, oh Lord, my God, 
How glorious is your name. How excellent 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 is your name. Oh Lord, oh Lord, my God, how powerful is your name. Oh Lord, my God, how glorious is your name, how excellent is your name, how excellent is your name how excellent is your name how excellent is your name you are amazing oh You're the great King of glory. How excellent is your name. You are amazing. Oh, Lord, you are a You're the great King of glory. How excellent is your name. Oh, you are amazing, dear Lord. You are a wonder. Oh, yes, you're the great King of glory. How excellent is your name! How powerful is your name, dear Lord. How powerful is your name? Mm. How glorious is your name? How glorious is your name? How powerful is your name in all the earth? 
How powerful is your name? Hey, how glorious is your name? How glorious is your name? How powerful is your name? In the nations of the world, how powerful is your name, Lord. How glorious is your name. How glorious is your name, oh Lord, my God. How powerful is your name. Oh, Lord, my God, how glorious is your name. Oh, Lord, my God, how beautiful is your name. Oh, Lord, my God, how glorious is your name, how excellent is your name, how excellent is your name. How excellent is your name. How excellent is your name. Lift your hands and say, oh, Lord, oh, my God, how powerful is your name oh lord my god how beautiful is your name oh oh lord my god how magnificent is your name, oh Lord, my God. How awesome is your name. Lift your hands and say, oh Lord, my God, how powerful is your name, oh Lord, my God, how glorious is your name, how excellent is your name. 
How excellent is your name. How excellent is your name. How excellent is your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How excellent is your name, O God. How powerful, how mighty, how beautiful, how extensive, how comforting, how delivering, how rescuing, how healing is your name, O God. Know the earth. In your name, miracles are wrought on a daily basis. Lord, we are grateful for the privilege and honor to be named by your name and to be able to use the name to change the circumstances of our lives and the world around us. Thank you because Nepal will never remain the same again because your name is what it is, powerful, mighty, Thank you, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Harriet Ma. Thank you for that amazing time of worship. Thank you, esteemed Pastor Deborah, for the time of intercessory prayers and the words that you have declared over Nepal. Thank you also, esteemed Sister Amarachi. Those words are established and changes are taking place. Very soon we will hear that this motto has changed. Motherland and modern motherland are greater than heaven because we have changed it here today. We'll see it in the news. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Anyone who would like to share, <coughs> excuse me, about their experience with reading God's general in about a minute if there's anyone here please raise your hand quickly what's the book god's general doing for you in going through it i want to believe that everyone here has started reading the book we shared it across all of our groups and even if you just join the telegram group it's there you can see it sister excel all right, you have a minute. Please go ahead and share with us. Thank you, Esteem Padma. Um, good morning, Esteem family. Well, um, I started reading the Matthias, and it has been amazing. It has been so enlightening because, you know, from the start, it mentioned the fact that we might think that the Matthiaship or Matthiadom had ended you know, several centuries ago, but that just following Jesus on a daily basis is a call to matadom. We have to be willing. We have to be able to say that we have placed all and there is no going back. There is nothing worth going back for and there is everything worth fighting for. The Christianity that we are in today is a Christianity that will be preserved by consistency, 
by not looking back, by not thinking, by we have laid all on the altar. So for me, it has been so enlightening knowing that what we might consider as persecution today, we've not started. What we might consider, you know, people just give up just because somebody said something and people are trying to make it look, um, oh, you can't kill yourself. Just do what you can. You can't just do what you can. Men have given their lives for this gospel. People transferred the only Bible, you know, I was listening to a message that was in connection to it. And the man was holding the last Bible that it was a physical copy. And immediately he handed it over to God. We're looking for him. Immediately he handed it over to another family. They caught up with him. And while when they caught up with him, they, they, they kept him, brought the family and asked him, where is the Bible? He said, I'm not going to tell you. They started with the first son. They killed the first son. They asked him again. They were not about to threaten him because they knew that if it was just for him, that he would have agreed to be killed. And that was how they killed the whole family. And at the end of the day, they killed him. We can't abandon what we have believed in. <laughs> we can't stop halfway and we can't give half measures. We have to go all the way. If we perish, we perish. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He said, it's fine. Even if the Lord does not save us, it doesn't really matter. The thing is that we have most surely believed. There's no giving up. We're not selling it short and we're not selling it cheap. We will do all that we can do. There's no holding back. So thank you, Ma. It's strengthening my convictions, literally. It's putting steel to my convictions in such a way that there's no backing out. If, if, if you want to be mad, be mad. If you want to be upset, be upset. You want, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really care. Your thoughts or their thoughts are not put into consideration now. The only consideration is how far can we take this gospel? Or oh, can it go in? Or oh, it can go in. That's no problem. To, to in we go. So thank you so much for inspiring us to actually. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Now you understand why somebody should not offend you and you walk away from church. Now you understand. Brothers and sisters, the gospel that we receive cost the blood of people. You heard the story Sister Excel just shared. How many of you would watch as a, as a father, as a husband, your children being killed in front of you, your wife being killed in front of you, yet you did not just, all you needed was give, give out an information of the location of a Bible. That's all. That's all he needed to do. But he was ready to sacrifice his whole family and himself. Just so you and I today have the Bible. That man is the reason you and I today have the Bible. You can't give up on this Christianity. And you can't act like it's okay. You can't act like anything is okay. Anything is normal. When something costs you so much, you do everything to protect it. And this is why God is trying to get our attention. He's trying to get the attention of our generation. I don't know how many of you have observed that so much has derailed so much. The church has become very cold in many things. So much. Brothers and sisters, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We can't practice Christianity like the world. 
like we are a part of the world. We cannot act like there's no difference between us and the world. We can't do that. There has to be a separation and the supernatural has to go back to our streets. Everybody on your street has to know that a Christian lives there because your house becomes a center of the miraculous. Your house becomes a center where people visit, they go slain by the power of the Holy Ghost. Are you reading those stories? Did you read the story of John Gillick? Did you read the story of Charles Parham? Did you, are you reading those stories? Did you see how their lives became so supernatural? They couldn't live normal lives anymore. A revival is sweeping through our generation. As we pray, one of the things that reading the book would do for you is to stir you to prayer. It will stir you to prayer for yourself first, that you would, you would be the carrier of that supernatural life. You want to see yourself in the light of all of those people that you read about. Then you will pray for this generation, for the move of the spirit of God. When people insult Pastor Chris on social media, when people talk about us Christians on social media, it is because maybe for Pastor Chris, they've seen the demonstration of the miraculous. But those of us who are supposed to be representative, who are supposed to be carriers, who live with these people, many of us, many people would testify, oh, I have, you know, you know, I, I went looking for, a house some years ago and the landlord said he wasn't going to give because I was a Christ embassy member and the reason because his experience with certain Christ embassy members before myself was not very good and I told him I said I'm not like that and he finally gave me the house because I prevailed over his will and that experience is what it is I was that example that Christ embassy members are good people. And we are indeed good people. It could have been anybody from any ministry. But I said that to say that many of the people around us do not believe in the gospel that we preach, do not want to accept the Jesus that we preach because of our life and our lifestyle. That's why here we'll talk to you about your dressing. We'll talk to you about your look. We'll talk to you about everything about your life. It matters to God that the unbelievers can see Jesus in you. You walk past, they say, that's Jesus walking past. You talk and they say, I heard the voice of God. You talk, they say, God touched me. My life has not remained the same. Brothers and sisters, wake up to practical Christianity. Don't play religion. Don't do membership. Don't do sit and bench warming. Walk in the supernatural. Demonstrate Christ in your environment, in your world. Let people know that indeed Christ came, that he died. He rose. He ascended and he's coming back again. Be that proof. Be that proof. Glory to God. We're going to go through the devotional article for today and just in line with the things that we have just shared, be visionary with the gospel is the title of today's devotional article. The opening test is taken from 
Romans 15, 19 to 20 in the message translation. In such ways, I have trailblazed a preaching of the message of Jesus all the way from Jerusalem, far into Northwestern Greece. This has all been pioneer work, bringing the message only into those places where Jesus was not yet known and worshiped. Paul was a trailblazer, a visionary apostle. What we read in our opening verse reveals his mindset and passion to preach and share the gospel in places where Christ hadn't been known. He was in the vanguard of taking the glorious gospel to new unconverted souls. Wherever Paul went, he began to research if Christ's name had already been known in such a place. And when he found that the gospel had been established in that city, he simply moved into the new, into new cities and regions where the message wasn't known and pioneered the work. This was the kind of ministry that Paul had ever increasing vision. It wasn't that Paul was ignoring other places and looking only for places where Christ hadn't been preached. No, read the statement he made before we, re we read, before we read in our open, opening scripture. He said, before what we read in our opening scripture, he said, from Jerusalem and round about unto Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. You find that in Romans 15, 19. Think about that. Emulate Paul's kind of vision where you take the map of your city and research to know where the light of the gospel is still dim or non-existent with the goal of moving in with the gospel. If there are places you can't go physically, you send in Bibles and Rhapsody of Realities. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Matthew 24, verse 14. Those are the words of Jesus. They must be personal to you. Be passionate about spreading the message of the gospel, not just in your catchment, but also to the regions beyond. Pioneer new cells, fellowships, and churches in places where you are aware they don't exist. The Lord's mandate is still in force. He said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Mark 16 and verse 15. Utilize every opportunity to preach the gospel. The harvest is ready. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, one of the things I know that God is, God is, um, there's something God wants to do. There's, there's that last move of the spirit that would bring back the days that, um, that we read about in those God's general. We still live in those days, but there has to be an intensity that shows that the glory of the latter surpasses that of the former. You know, uh, my cousin was reading the book and she said that she's glad that she, she could see those stories in the life of Pastor Chris. She could literally see that Pastor is walking in the fullness of all of those stories. But that's Pastor Chris. How about you and I? And as I prayed, every time I read a story and I prayed, I saw that God is calling forth. I don't know about every other person in the world, but I know that everybody in, the, in this place that's been consistent with this devotion, I know that there's a call of the spirit in that realm for us to walk beyond those stories. One of the things you observe as you read is how that the spirit of God called them to several places. And in this, your journey, as you pray, as you study, the spirit of God will put places in your spirit for pioneer work. And I'm not talking about pioneer work where you're starting new ministry. No, where you will go in the name of Christ's embassy. 
you know, um, many of us live in the city cities and what we've known is city um, kind of um, evangelism. And it's beautiful. We've won our colleagues to Christ. We've won our neighbors to Christ. But there are places where Christ has not been known. Um, many years ago, Pastor Chris was going to send his brother, um, Reverend, Reverend Ken. Most uh, You would all know Reverend Ken Oyakilome. And he was going to send him to Kanu. Kanu is the northern part of Nigeria. And um, his mom came and was Pastor Chris was the one telling us the story and was pleading with Pastor Chris not to send Reverend Ken to the north because of course the incessant um, troubles, the riots, the fights, everything that's happening in the north. So she was concerned for the safety of her son. You know, she was concerned about his life. And Pastor Chris asked her a question, mommy, whose son would I send? Whose son should I send that should go and die? You know, and that was the end of the conversation. Many of us have practiced Christianity where we are afraid of not being hurt, where we are afraid of not being persecuted, where we are afraid that our lives might be in danger. Enough of that kind of Christianity. God is raising a new army who are bold in the face of adversity and see it's about your mindset. Nobody can take your life from you except you lay it down. Did you read in your Bible? that they couldn't kill Jesus until he laid his life down. Jesus told on the cross, he didn't even die. He had to say, Father, into your, into your hands, I commit my spirit. And he said, it is finished. He gave his life up. Did you read about Paul, um, about John who wrote the revelation that he was thrown into a hot boiling oil. The oil all was in the highest temperature, boiling oil. The oil couldn't fry him. Brothers and sisters, don't be afraid for life. They cannot kill you. They can't. They can't. So when you walk with that consciousness, you are not afraid of anything. The life that we have, they did not give us. And they can't take it away except we give it. And we refuse to give it. We choose to be of them who will go by the rapture. We shall not go by man's death. We refuse. This is the mindset you have. You cannot be going to work and be afraid that you will have an accident and be afraid that you will die. You cannot have a dream and that maybe something happened to you in the dream or something happened to a family member in the dream and you wake up and you are concerned. You say, devil, how dare you? And sometimes you don't even have a conversation with devil because he's nothing. You just ignore it. You just smile and you continue with your life because the life that you have, the Bible says, is hidden Christ in God. For someone to assess that life, he has to go in through God. When he has dealt with God, he assesses Christ. He deals with Christ and gets you. My life is hid in Christ, in God. Brothers and sisters, the things that we read in our Bible, they are not just stories. They really happened. Acts has not ended. The Chronicles have not ended. Hebrews chapter 11, that's not the end of the verse. He said unto us in the last verses, he said, despite everything they did, they were not consummated because without us, they couldn't be. Those guys were going to stand before them. What we would say we did. All of Asia was combed and preached the gospel by Paul. Are we going to stand before Paul and say 
that many Asian countries today are Muslim countries and many haven't heard the gospel. How are we going to look Paul in the face and say that happened in our generation? We just read it. Paul went to places. These are the days when you will wake up and you and your friends, we go to villages that you never heard. Enough of city Christianity. Enough of Christianity where you want to wear suits and shoes and look good. No, we're going to pull our trousers up and wear any kind of clothes we need to wear just to assess people and villages and islands that have not heard the gospel. And I know that as we pray for the nations between now and 31st December, I said Jesus would literally walk into some of your rooms and he would tell you, you read about the story of Robert Lydon, the, the man who wrote the, the books, God's General. He said at 12 years old, Jesus appeared to him in a vision and told him, go and study the lives of these men, these gospel preachers, these men of God. Study their successes, study their failures. It's going to be a large part of your ministry. As I read the book, I told myself, if this was all Robert Lydon did all his life, then he fulfilled his call. Because this book is literally changing all of us. There's no one who's read the book that has not, oh, balako safrahatakabaya. Be expectant of the visitation of the Lord in these days as we walk through this path. You have June and July, two months to finish those six books. Don't take it lightly. I'm giving you the instruction of the spirit. If you are going to be listed in the army that the Lord wants to use in finishing his work in these last days, do this thing. You have June and July to finish those six books. If you read a story per day, you would have finished before the end of June. I'm going to hand over to esteemed Pastor Wingy for the next segment. God bless you, everyone. Thank you, Ma, for this opportunity. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you are connecting from at the moment. We are going over to the Bible study segment of today's devotion, and we'll start with the further studies of the Rhapsody of Realities. Matthew chapter 5 and 14 says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16 says, For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. Romans chapter 15 from 19 to 20 says, Even as my preaching has been accomplished with the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that starting from Jerusalem and as far round as Iconium, I have fully preached the gospel faithfully, executing, accomplishing, carrying out to the full the good news of Christ, the Messiah, in its entirety. Thus, my ambition has been to preach the gospel, not where Christ's name has already been known, lest I build on another man's foundation. Praise the Lord. Let's take the confession together. Dear Father, I thank you for committing to my trust the ministry of the gospel through me, the light of the gospel shines brightly in cities, regions, and nations, resulting in salvation and impartation of eternal life to many who have never known you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are going to go over to the New Testament reading for today's devotion, and we are still in the book of 
John. Thank you, esteemed brother Martins, for sharing the scriptures on your screen. Caption, true disciples can expect persecution. Just remember, when the unbelieving world hates you, they first hated me. If you were to give your allegiance to the world, they would love and welcome you as one of their own. But because you won't align yourself with the values of this world, they will hate you. I have chosen you and taken you out of the world to be mine. So remember what I taught you, that the servant isn't superior to his master. And since they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. And if they obey my teachings, they will also obey us. They will treat you this way because you are mine. And they don't know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken these things to be unbelieving word, they would not feel the guilt of their sin. But now their sin is left uncovered. If anyone hates me, they hate my father also. If I had not performed miracles in the presence like no one else has done, they would not feel the guilt of their sins. But now they have seen and hated both me and my father. And all of this has happened to fulfill what is written in their scriptures. They hated me for no reason. And I will send you the divine encourager from the very presence of my father. He will come to you, the spirit of truth emanating from the Father, and he will speak to you about me, and you will tell everyone the truth about me, for you have walked with me from the start. 16. Caption. Jesus warns his disciples. I have told you this so that you will not surrender to confusion or doubt, for you will be excommunicated is communicated from the synagogue and the time is coming when you'll be put to death by misguided ones who will presume to be doing God a great service by putting you to death and they will do these things because they don't know anything about the father or me I'm telling you this now so that when their time comes you will remember that I foretold it I didn't tell you this in the beginning because I was still with you but now I'm about to leave you and go back to join the one who sent me, you need to be told. Yet not one of you are asking me where I'm going. Instead, your hearts are filled with sadness because I have told you these things. But here's the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go, the divine encourager will not be released to you. But after I depart, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will expose sin and prove that the world is wrong about God's righteousness and his judgments. Sin because they refuse to believe in who I am. God's righteousness because I'm going back to join the Father and you will see me no longer. And judgments because the ruler of this dark world has already received his sentence. There's so much more I would like to say to you, but it's more than you can grasp at this moment. But when this truth-giving spirit come, he will unveil the reality of the truth within you. He won't speak on his own, but only what he hears from the Father, and he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. He will glorify me on the earth, for he will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you. Everything that belongs to the Father belongs to me. That's why I say that the divine encourager will receive what is mine and reveal it to you. Soon, you won't see me any longer, but then after a little while, you will see me in a new way. 
praise the Lord. This comes to the end of today's New Testament reading. I'm going to hand over his team, Brother John, for the New Testament. Do have a wonderful day, everyone. God bless you. Praise God. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Old Testament segment of our one year Bible reading plan. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for that uh, wonderful hour session. Thank you, Pastor Nye, for taking us through the New Testament. Okay, today we're reading the book of First Chronicles chapter 5 and 6. You know, yesterday we read chapter 3 and 4, and we studied about, we saw the descendants of David, tribes of Israel, and all their descendants. Today we'll be looking at uh, tribes of Reuben, Gad, and uh, <coughs> sorry. Manasseh Levi. So it's another book of names. So kindly bear with me. If I order any. Okay. From verse 1, First Chronicles chapter 5, by reading the Living Bible. The oldest son of Israel was Reuben. But since he dishonored his father by sleeping with one of his father's wives, his birthright was given to his half-brother, Joseph. So the official genealogy doesn't name Reuben as the oldest son. Although Joseph received the birthright, yet Judah was a powerful and influential tribe in Israel. And from Judah came a prince. Sons of Reuben, Israel's son, were Hanok, Balu, Israel, Kami, Joel's descendants, his son Shemaiah, his grandson Gog, and his great grandson Shimei. Shimei's son was Micah, his grandson was Rea, and his great grandson was Baal. Baal's son was Bera, he was a prince of the tribe of Reuben, and was taken into captivity by King Tilgath Pinesa of Assyria. His relatives became heads of clans and were included in the official genealogy. Jeo, Zechariah, Pela, the son of Azaz, grandson of Shema, and great grandson of Joel. These Reubenites lived in Arua and as far as and as far distant as Mount Nebo and Baal Mion. Joel was a cattleman and he pastured his animals eastward to the edge of the desert and to the Euphrates River. But there were many cattle in the land of Gilead. During the reign of King Saul, the men of Reuben defeated the Hagrites in war and moved into their tents on the eastern edge of Gilead. Across from them, in the land of Bashan, lived the descendants of God, who were spread as far as Salik. Joel was the greatest and was followed by Shafam, also Janai, and Shaphat. Their relatives, the heads of the seven clans, were Michael, Shulam, Sheba, 
Uri, Jack, Zia, and Eva, the descendants of Boaz, in the order of their generation were Jado, Jeshishai, Michael, Gilead, Jaroah, Uri, Abihail, Ahi, the son of Abdiel, the grandson of Buni, was the leader of the clan. The clan lived in and around Gilead, in the land of Bashan, and throughout the entire pasture country of Sharon. All were included in the official genealogy at the time of King Jotham and of Judah and King Jeroboam of Israel. There were 44,760 armed, trained, and brave troops in the army of Reuben, Gad, and half tribe of Manasseh. They declared war on the Hagrites, the Jeturites, the Naphishites, and the Nodalbites. They cried out to God for help, and he did, for they trusted in him. So the Hagrites and all their allies were defeated. The booty included 50,000 camels, 250,000 sheep, 2,000 donkeys, and 100,000 captives. A great number of the enemy also died in the battle. God was fighting against them. So the Reubenites lived in the territory of the Hagrites until the time of the exile. The half-tribe of Manasseh spread through the land from Bashan to Baal, Senai, and Mount Hermon. They, too, were very numerous. The chiefs of their clans were the following. Epha, Ishai, Yel, Azrael, Jeremiah, Udabiah, Jadel, wife of Eben. Each of these men had a great reputation as a warrior and leader, but they were not true to the God of their fathers. Instead, they worshipped the idols of the people who whom God had destroyed. So God caused King Po of Assyria, also known as Tika Pilnesa III, to invade the land and deport the men of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. He took them to Hala, Habo, Ara, and the Gozan River, where they remain to this day. Praise the Lord. Chapter 6. It's quite long. These are the names of the sons of Levi. Gershom, Kohath, Merari. Kohath's sons were Amram, Isaiah, Hebrew, Uziel. Amram's descendants included Aaron, Moses, Miriam. Aaron's sons were Nadab, Abihu, Eliazar, Ethama. Oldest sons of the successive generations of Aaron were as follows Eliazar, the father of Phinehas, the father of Abishua, the father of Kai, the father of Uzai, the father of Zerahiah, the father of Meraoth, the father of Amariah, the father of Ahito, the father of Zadok, the father of Ahimaz, the father of Azariah, the father of Johanna the father of Azariah, the high priest in Solomon's temple at Jerusalem, the father of Amariah, the father of Ahito, the father of Zadok, the father of Shalom, the father of Hilkiah, the father of Azariah, the father of Seraiah, the father of Jehozadak, who went into exile when the Lord sent the people of Judah and Jerusalem into captivity under Nebuchadnezzar. As previously stated, the sons of Levi, Meshom, Kohath, Merari, Sons of Geshem were Libna, Shimei. Sons of Kohath were Amram, Ezer, 
Hebron, Uziel, the sons of Merari were Mali, Shai. The subclans of the Levites were in the Geshem clan, Libni, Jahath, Zima, Joah, Idu, Idu, Zerah, Jerai. In the Kohath clan, Aminadab, Korah, Aser, Elkanah, Ibasaf, Aser, Tahath, Riel, Uzziah, Shaul. The subclan of Elkanah was further divided into the families of his sons, Amasai, Ahimoth, Elkanah, Sophai, Nahath, Eliab, Jeroham, Elkanah. The families of the subclan of Samuel were headed by Samuel's sons, Joel, the oldest, Abijah, the second. The subclans of the clan of Merari were headed by his sons, Mali, Libni, Shimei, Uzzah, Shimea, Hagaya, Asiah. Then King David appointed song leaders and choirs to praise God in the tabernacle after he had placed the ark in it. Then, when Solomon built the temple in Jerusalem, the choirs carried on their work there. These are the names and ancestries of choir leaders. Aman the cantor was from the clan of Kohath. His genealogy was traced back through. Joel, Samuel, Elkanah 3, Jeroham, Eliel, Toab, Zof, Elkanah 2, Mahath, Amasai, Elkanah 1, Joel, Azariah, Zephaniah, Tahath, Aser, Ebiasaf, Korah, Isaiah, Kohath, Levi, and Israel. Haman's assistant was his colleague, Asaf, whose genealogy was traced back through Berechiah, Shimea, Mike, Messiah, Malkijah, Ethan, Zerah, Adiah, Ethan, Zima, Shimei, Jahath, Geshom, Levi. Haman's second assistant was Ethan, a representative from the clan of Merari, who stood on his left. Merari's ancestry was traced back through Kishi, or Kishai, Abdi, Maluk, Hashabiah. Amaziah, Hilkiah, Amzi, Bani, Shema, Mali, Mushai, Merari, Levi. Their relatives, all the other Levites, were appointed to various other tasks in the tabernacle. But only Aaron and his descendants were the priests. Their duties included sacrificing burnt offerings and incense, handling all the tasks relating to the Angina sanctuary, Holy of Holies, the task relating to the annual day of atonement for Israel. He saw to it that all the details commanded by Moses, the servant of God, were strictly followed. Descendants of Aaron were Eliazar, Phinehas, Abishua, Kai, Uzai, Zerahiah, Berath, Amariah, Ahitob, Zadok, Ahimaz. This is a record of the cities. Land assigned by lots to the descendants of Aaron all of whom were members of the Kohath clan, Hebron and the surroundings, and the surrounding pasture lands in Judah. Although the fields and suburbs were given to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and the following cities of refuge with their surrounding pasture lands, Libna, Chater, Eshtemoah, Gilead, Deber, Ashan, Beth, Shemesh. Thirteen other cities were surrounded pasture, surrounding 
Oh Lord. Verse 16, 13 other cities with surrounding pastures, including Geba, Alemeth, and Anathoth, were given to the priests by the tribe of Benjamin. Lots were then drawn to assign land to the remaining descendants of Kohath. And they received 10 cities in the territory of the half tribe of Manasseh. 62, the subclans of the Gershon clan received it by lots 13 cities in the Bashan area. From the tribes of Issachar, Asher, Naphtali, and Manasseh. The subclans of Merari received by Lot 12 cities from the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and Zebulon. Cities and pasture lands were also assigned by Lot to the Levites and then renamed from the tribes of Judah, Simeon, and Benjamin. The tribe of Ephraim gave these cities of refuge with the surrounding pasture lands to the subclans of Kohah, Shechem in Mount Ephraim, Giza. Jokmiam, Beth Horon, Aijalon, Garimon. The following cities of refuge and their pasture lands were given to the subclans of the Kohathites and the half tribe of Manasseh. Anna, Eliam, cities of refuge and pasture land given to the clan of Geshem by the half tribe of Manasseh, where Golan in Bashan, Ashtaroth. Then the tribe of Issachar gave them Kedesh, Dabera, Ramoth, and Anem, and the surrounding pasture land of each. The tribe of Asher gave them Abdon, Mashal, Hukok, and Rehob with their pasture lands. The tribe of Naphtali gave them Kedesh in Galilee, Hamon, and Kiriathaim with pasture lands. The tribe of Zebulun gave Rim, Rimono and the Tabor to the Merari clan of city ref, as cities of refuge. And across the Jordan River, opposite Jericho, Tribe of Reuben gave them Bizarre, a desert town, Jaza, Kedmoth, and Mephath, along with their pastures. Tribe of God gave them Ramoth, Gilead, Mahanaim, Eshbon, and Jaza, each with their surrounding pastures. And over to esteemed Brother Matthews. Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed brother John. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on what part of the world you are connected from at this time, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Stamaka for this wonderful privilege to take us through the affirmation as well as the communion. Praise God. Okay, the affirmation will be on the screen shortly. We start the affirmation by taking our names. My name is, you say your name, I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. The next paragraph, I, your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, I, your name, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgments. At this point, I'll kindly ask everyone to please unmute your mics as we take our formation at the count of three. One, two, three. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. And at this point, we'll be going to the segment of our meeting. Praise God, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. And our text is taken from First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. Kato baro vrodoli dariate lipo sofraklo shadagida kavrdi. Pastor has always told us that there's any matter whatsoever. There's no matter whatsoever. For which they break bread that they don't, they don't get or that we will not get an instant result. Are you here today? Are you standing in the gap for someone? With a particular ailment, someone in your family, a family friend, a sister in church, a brother in church, a child, whoever it is, be conscious of the fact that as you break this bread, it is done. And the Spirit of God surely will move this day because angels will be dispatched. And even now they are being dispatched by the power of the Holy Ghost. So braklash of repadila kadrati. For I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This too, in remembrance of me. Lord, you were broken, so that we will never be broken. 
every manner of disease and infirmity was poured upon you so that we would never be held down or bound by infirmities and diseases. You took the pain and the shame so that we would never take pain and shame in life. And then when you were done, you said it is finished. Even now in the name of the Lord Jesus, I declare it is finished. That pain is finished. That kidney condition is finished. That breast cancer is finished. That growth is dead and passed out of your body. Those fibroids are dead and passed out of the body by the power of the Holy Ghost. I see someone. You have not gone to the hospital because you don't want to hear the doctor's verdicts. But somewhere you feel and you know that there is a problem, there's a challenge in your abdomen, in that's your in your stomach region, the entire from your chest down to your to your waistline. You know that there is something wrong because you feel a certain kind of pain and it's been there for a very long time. It's been there for over a year. And that pain has been persistent. But you don't want to go to the hospital because you don't want to get that verdict. And like the Lord said to that woman, he said, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole this day. As you break this bread, that pain is gone forever by the power of the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. So, Whose report would you believe? Whose testimony of you would you believe? Shall it be the testimony of man, of the doctors, of God, who has called you who, who has said no sickness, no infirmity shall latch itself to your being, who has said that you are strengthened with my strength, who has said that that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, and he that raised Jesus from the dead has quickened your mortal bodies. Would you believe in that report that says the first Adam was a living soul, but the last Adam, a life-giving spirit. And you are the stock of that last Adam. Therefore, you are a quickening spirit. You are a life-giving spirit. You are a life-giver. And so, life permeates from your being. It comes out of you. And even now, as the resurrection of life that you are, every fiber of your being, every cell of your blood, Every part of you has life even now. Nothing dies in you. Nothing dies in you. Never again. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. After the same man, I also took the cup. When he had sobbed, saying, this cup is a new testament in my blood. These two years, often as you drink it, in remembrance of me, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. It is done by the power of the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and take the cup even now. Sopa kasiti kabradila.
Oh, glory to God forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Baki suja suja digi trepedila barkon sofra tum salimandia. Lord, we give you praise. We proclaim your name. You are the King of kings and you are the Lord of lords. You are the omnipotent Father, our ever-present help. To you all praises be, O God. To you all our adoration be. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, saga bunda kovargadi. Okay, quickly, 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 quickly. Time is fast spent. Okay, is Martin, so I'll take it up from there. Thank you. Thank you so right. much. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you, Estimbara Martins. Thank you for the words that you've declared. Praise God. Um, so as customary, if it's your birthday today or you're joining us for the first time, please um, go to the chat room and leave us a message. Um, tell us if it's your birthday, it's your wedding anniversary, your birthday or anniversary of a loved one. If um, you're joining us for the first time, tell us your full name, where you're connected from, and who invited you. Praise God. Um, while we're at that, um, a few days ago, you would all remember that um, Sister Omolola Samuel was sharing her testimony and of how the Lord helped her and her mom to repay their debts. And as at that time, they still had. Um, some more monies you know to clear up and the spirit of god inspired us and we some of us decided to clear it up so sister amalala is here to basically like say thank you so i'm just going to give her about 30 seconds to a minute to say what she wants to say and then i'll take it up from there step amalala please unmute your mic Thank you very much, Ma. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, esteemed family. Um, I'm just so overwhelmed this morning. I, I, I just want to say thank you to everyone here who supported me and saw me through this um, period. I'm so grateful. And I pray that everyone here who has supported me, God will bless you all. God will give you that thing which your heart desire because I know that everyone here just sowed that seed for me even when it wasn't really convenient for them. I want to say a very big thank you and I'm so grateful and I'm so happy to be part of this family. Thank you very much esteemed sister Maka. God bless you Ma. God bless everyone here and I love you all. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much sister Omolola and God bless you too. All right. Um, for those of you who gave, um, you know, I was talking to uh, virtually everyone who gave and I was saying that um, sometimes God wants to do something. Many of you thought you probably gave to Sister Molola. No, you give to God. And um, remember the story Jesus told of certain people who appeared before him at the end of the age. He said, um, he would tell some, he said, get thee behind me, get thee, get it, get away from me, depart from me, I don't know you. And he said, ah, ah, that's no now, we preached in your name, we did this, we did that. Then he would say, 
He said, when I was in the hospital, you didn't visit me. He said, when I was hungry, you didn't give me food. When I was in prison, you did not visit me. When I was naked, you didn't clothe me. And they would now ask him, say, when were you naked that we saw you and we didn't clothe you? When were you in prison and we didn't visit you? When were you hungry and we didn't give you food? He said, if you did not do it for the people that are around you, you did not do it for me. And um, I, I, I want to say this, you know, in this house, in this um, inspired by the word devotion, God is daily pruning us and training us for a lot. And many of you are just coming to the fullness of some of the things that God is, has been training you for. Um, don't be that one who is a giver. You give for everything in church, but you don't give to the people around you. Don't be that kind of person. Don't be that one who at the end of the year to be said, oh, this person did a hundred and something million. Yet your younger brother has been owing house rent for six months. I bet you and I tell you, your givings are not recorded in heaven because you did it for the awards. You did not do it because you care for souls. If you care for souls, you, care, you would have cared that your brother was owing a rent of 500,000 for six months. Because souls are not the people that we cannot see in quotes. Souls are everybody around us. When you have compassion for souls, everybody around you becomes ministry projects. You are compassionate. You are willing to help. If you look at the God's generals that we were reading about, you will notice that the ministry of compassion was common. For many, it was heightened, especially those who worked in the gifts of divine healing. Because you require compassion. If you ever want to heal, if you know the Bible says that we can desire gifts. You say we can desire spiritual gifts and God can answer our prayers. If you ever want to walk in divine healing, if you ever want to heal the sick, I'm not talking about just healing the sick. I'm talking about creative miracles, things you want to see the miraculous as a way of your life. And you know, healing is not just in body. You heal mind, you heal spirit, you heal finances. You can turn around a, a person's destiny and give him a new aeon. If you ever want to walk in that, you need compassion. And you see, the Bible says that he that is faithful in little is faithful in much. Even in the supernatural, God doesn't break processes. God doesn't break the principle of practice. The law of practice makes perfect. So that means you can become perfect even in your ministry of healing. If you look through the ministry of Pastor Christ through the years, you will know that he has grown in the ministry of healing. There were days when they would pray for hours for somebody to be healed. Now, pastor just come. He doesn't even need to touch. Do you see the healing line now? Pastor hasn't gotten to somebody. The person has gone under the power and the person is healed. It's not act, act, acting. You need to practice compassion if you want to walk in certain gifts of the spirit. And I'm telling you this thing because selflessness is required in these last days. There's a lot of selfishness. Don't focus on the award. Stop it. I know that you are inspired. I know that you want to be Pastor Chris's number one man, but don't do it at the expense of having compassion for those that are around you. Let God be able to talk to you. One of the things, when I just joined the ministry, one of the greatest desires of my heart was the ministry of giving, not just to church, but to people around me. It's something I practice. I'm intentional about it. And when I give, it's not because I have so much in my account.
account or so much where I took what I'm giving from. There were days God would tell me, give this sister five gowns. Those five gowns that he's given me, I just received them. They are all the good gowns I have. I will pack it. I will take it to church. I'll say, I'll give it to her. She probably thinks I had 50 from where I brought it. No. You're going to have to walk with God. And there are certain things you will do. God was not the one who asked Solomon for 1,000 bulls in offering. Are you aware? Because many times when it comes to giving to people, we want God to move us to do it. God he does not have the obligation to remind you of something he has already put in his word. The gospel he needs to preach to you, he has preached it in the Bible. And this is why we read the Bible here every day. So that you can hear from yourself. We're just talking about persecution. Then we come, the New Testament we are reading is telling us about persecution. So that you don't think that Sister Maka is trying to psych you to go and die. He told us, he said, the world will hate us. Many of you want to practice Christianity where everybody likes you. It's a problem. He said, the world will hate you. It is normal for unbelievers to hate you. I'm not saying all of them will hate you, but come to terms with the fact that this Christianity, this Jesus, if you're going to do Jesus, the unbelieving world, the satanic world is going to hate you with a passion. And there are some of them in church because there are wolves in sheep clothing. If everybody in church likes you, there's a problem with your Christianity. So practice compassion one to another. Some of you know in Nigeria, I don't know about other countries, there's been an increase of loaning apps. Come and collect loan, come and collect loan. Oh, it's easy as ABC. You can get it in one minute. And let me warn all of you, loan is a, is a, is a devilish financial planning. Go and check through the history of Christ. Go and check through the Bible. It is not a part of God's um, financial plan for his children. Loaning. God does not ask us to borrow to do anything. Go and check it. He said the, the lender, the, the borrower will always be a slave of the one who gives him money. And that is what is happening. So this learning apps, when you borrow money and the dates that you borrowed it has passed, they send out a message to everybody on your contact. This fraudster is on the run. He collected money from us and he has not paid. You know, I would get such messages. One day I got it for one brother. He used to be my cell member. And I bossed him. I said, brother, I'm sorry you. I've gotten this message twice. Sorry, how much did you really borrow? What is the matter? He said, eh, <clears throat> I borrowed 30 something thousand naira, and I've been able to pay most of it, remaining 16,000. I said, is he on top of 16,000 that they are sending you this message? I said, send me your account number. I sent him 20,000. I said that to say that there are many of you here you have received that message again and again about certain people. You didn't have compassion enough to actually find out what the issue is. Some of those monies are 5,000 naira. Are you aware? Some of those monies are 10,000 naira. When Sister Amola shared the other day, I was surprised that one of the money she was owing was just 11,000 naira. There are things, and I, I was saying that I used to pray concerning the ministry of giving. I said, God, when somebody is praying out there for something, send me. It's a prayer some of you will have to pray in the days coming because God wants to use us. Brothers and sisters, God is raising a kind of people in this place. I know it with every fiber of my being. God wants to use us. God wants to use us.
But there are certain things you have to be conscious of. Be conscious about the people around you. Be conscious of helping. Be conscious of giving. Practice it. You're going to the office. Have you observed that your office assistant wears one shoe? Have you observed it? That you have not observed it is a problem. You are boasting about having 100 clothes in your wardrobe. Yet there's a lady just around your street. She basically wears one cloth again and again. You have not observed it. It's a problem. Because one of the prayers Pastor Chris prays for us, he said, may God give you eyes that see what ordinary men cannot see. If you cannot see what ordinary men cannot see, you are not walking in the fullness of the Spirit. The things that move God, they are simple. And they are things that often have to do with other people. He said, for God so loved that he gave his only begotten son, who, which, what, what did he love? The world of men. God gave his greatest gift for man. You better be giving your greatest gift for man. Sister Maka, the partnership I do is global evangelism. Yes, I know. And it's beautiful. But I'm saying that you can't be reaching people you, do, you have not seen. And the ones that you can see every day, you have not reached them. It's scriptural. He said, if you don't love your brother that you can see, you cannot claim to love me. God said it. Go and search. If you don't know where it is, go and search Google. Type it. You will see the scripture. It will come out. Enough of um, flamboyant Christianity. Enough, enough of selfish Christianity. Enough of Christianity with an agenda. You have to die to self and live on to God. Live on to the principles of the Lord. Praise God. I'm going to celebrate those whose birthdays are today. Okay, so I see all of the names and I'm saying happy birthday for, to everyone who, whose birthday is today. I may not be able to call all the names because time is fast spent. Yesterday was Brother Doze's birthday. Those of you who've been here a long time ago, ago remember Brother Doze. Uh, <coughs> he used to read the, Old, the New Testament for us and um, this Zoom platform that we use is, is a Zoom platform even up till today. And... Um, we prayed for him yesterday, um, and I just wanted you all to celebrate him and tell him how much you appreciate using his platform. Um, Brother Doze, if you are here, I'll give you 30 seconds to say a word. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. If you're in all part of the world, you're connecting, so thank you so much, Mr. Makar. Thank you so much, Esteem Koho. Thank you, each and every one of you. In Fire by the Word. I'm so I was so excited yesterday receiving the gift all the way from all over the world. It was so exciting. The joy that filled my heart for the love you guys shared to me. I'm so, 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 so grateful. Thank you so much. And may God celebrate you in your life. I'm inspired by everything I have today, and I'm gonna be in I'm gonna be in again. Thank you so much, everybody. God bless you. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother Jose. And I want to say thank you so much to the co-host. You bless us every day. What you do, only the Lord can reward you. <laughs> and brothers and sisters, for those of you who have been consistently joining this platform, I cannot tell you what you are doing for yourself, but you are setting up yourself for an eternal, <laughs> it's an eternal dynasty. I, don't, I, you do, <laughs> I know that some of you have come to terms with what God has set you up for by bringing you into this platform. But <laughs> I celebrate your consistency. 
I celebrate it. And at this point, I think we've come to the end of today's devotion. And um, God is great. God is great. Remember that a word came from Brother Martins at the beginning of the month concerning the month of May, from, month, from the 1st to the 31st. And God said he was going to be visiting us, especially financially. But beyond financial prosperity, he was visiting us, visiting us in all ramifications of our lives. Today is the 31st. Be expectant. Be expectant. The Lord is visiting you in a special way. And you're marching into June with booties, with bounties, bounties from your victories from the wars. Praise the Lord that you have won. Let's unmute our mics as we share the benediction. Thank you, everyone. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God and the protection of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Surely God's goodness and mercy is following us all the days of our lives as we dwell in the house of the Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, baby. <laughs> 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 